Hello everyone, welcome to the dystopian era. My name is Shariah Davis and I'll be your host. We will be talking about speculative fiction or known as dystopian. With the following stories, we will be answering the question, what do stories about the future say about the present? Dreams winter, they will come soft rains, and the nuclear tourist would be my stories for this. First, we have Dreams Winter with an unknown author. So, Dreams Winter is about an unnamed main character who was talking to an old man named Chase at a dead tree. They're in a tribe that runs like a football team on a very tall, steep hill. You got in based on your skills. The better they are, the more chance that you have to stay alive and stay in that tribe. Chase asks the narrator what he dreams about, but the narrator stays quiet. He thought if he told him, Chase would have the people throw him out and he would have to starve to death. So Chase tells him what he's been dreaming about, that he was standing in the kitchen, watching kids play, watching them talk to each other before a big flash came and he wakes up drenched in sweat. Chase goes on on how he wanted to know what the kids were saying before the kids before the big flash came. Then it became quiet. It was time to get water for the day. Chase told the narrator that he better get some because they're not going to call him. This gives us a slight inference that all this happened because a nuclear bomb was set off and that they have lack of resources because of it. Now back to the question. What do stories about the future say about the present? Transwinter says that if we try out or do nuclear warfare, there won't be nothing. That there won't be a lot of resources. The water bottles come out in a while. He said, be ready. No one's going to call you. This shows the lack of resources out there at nuclear bomb, as I said a couple of times. That there won't be a lot of things to left to carry a community on for very long. Next will be There Will Come Soft Rains. It's about a house surrounded by nothing. Though the house is a very high advanced house, but still doesn't know what happened outside to its humans. On one side of the house was a charcoal black, but five places showed its natural paint, white paint. It was an outline of a man, a woman, two children, and a ball that was shown that it was thrown in the air before the bomb hit. The house went on with this daily routine. It was empty, but soon that changes when a dog that had lived in it previously came to the house. The door opened to the starving dog, and the dog went inside. Though it walked around trying to find everyone, but there was no one. The kitchen decides to make pancakes, and the smell of syrup caused the dog to go to the kitchen door. It cannot go through. 
The starving dog started to run in circles. The starvation grew and grew, but soon the dog's body shut down and it died. Though it never said what happened to the dog, but the cleaning mice took it away. It soon became children's hour while it was windy outside. The wind was so strong that it crashed, that a tree crashed in and it set the whole house to blaze. The house started to burn and it was the last bit of humanity. This tells us that nature will always win in this situation. That nature will not mind if we're gone. That nature will always have the upper hand against humanity. There will come sufferings, talks about the future, to, t- to tell us that nature will beat us in every situation in the nature versus humanity. In line, at 10 o'clock, the house began to die. This lets us think about what I said before. The last bit of humanity was dying. The only thing nature had to get rid of before it took the, its rightful victory. Lastly, we have the nuclear tourist. This story talks about a group of people who came to an abandoned, radioactive, accidental wilderness city. They seem like they're older than high schoolers. The city is called Chernobyl, a place that had gotten exposed to radioactivity. They explored to the point they made returnees, people who went back to Chernobyl but classified as dumb people, and people who treated the radioactivity as a joke. They dared the radioactivity and the police to get them. At the end, they made it to a very high radioactivity spot and scanned it to check who can get the highest radioactivity on their scanners. Like the radioactivity was a game, which it wasn't. This tells us that tells us that those places are tourist attractions when they shouldn't. This accidental wilderness from a busy city to a forest filled with animals. Back to the question we all know. What do stories about the future say about the present? Though this story isn't about the future, but rather about, uh, but rather than the past, but gives us an insight that the world might be like when they are exposed to reactivity. Mostly, she loved the silence and the wildlife, this accidental wilderness. This is what I keep coming back to, this huge city that was filled with people it's not taken over by animals, or as we know, nature. Finally, this shows us the problems in the present time from nuclear warfare down to accidental wilderness. Nuclear warfare is most likely going to kill us before we can claim victory on another place. And that isn't victory. Many people can't understand the damage of an action until it's done. But we don't need those weapons. As I said before, those things will be the death of of all humanity. And you might disagree with me, 
but I'd rather live with cities than a small handful of people that must go out and find resources. Thank you.